Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. Today we want to jump over to the book of Psalms. We're in Psalm chapter 50. And in this Psalm, God is talking to his people. And he's kind of explaining a few things to them. You know, like um, they did have a sacrificial system, which of course was, um, it was all symbols of what Jesus was going to do someday. Mm -hmm. But um, just like us in our human nature, we can kind of lose track of why we do things and start assigning our own meaning. So God's like saying, you know, by the way, I'm not hungry that I need you to bring me meat. Sure. No, this isn't why. But let me read a little passage from Psalm chapter 50. I'm going to jump in in verse 14. And, and again, this is God talking to his people. He said, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made. Then call on me when you're in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. We've talked about that right. verse before. But God says to the wicked, why bother reciting my decrees and pretending to obey my covenant? For you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. So the why bother really captured me there. And of course, at this point, God's talking to the wicked, he says. Well, I mean, these are people that claim to follow God, but in their Mm -hmm. hearts, they're wicked. But they're still bringing God gifts. Mm -hmm. They're bringing God offering. And you know, one of the cool things, Marianne, the Bible says that we are made in God's image, which doesn't mean that we can fully understand God. But then there are times when we look at God's God's emotions and we recognize that we have similar emotions and so mm-hmm. well think about this for just a moment I mean let's go back to the question why would someone bring a gift to God and then God say why bother well I think every one of us who's been in a situation like I'm going to describe right now we understand why anyone who has ever been given a gift because it was a grudging duty mm-hmm. knows what it's like to just say why bother you know if someone really doesn't want to give you a gift they feel obligated for some reason they have to do it you know they're not happy about it there's something within us that just says keep your gift why bother mm-hmm. there's a second reason why we would want to say why bother to someone who would give us a gift and that's if someone thought they were buying something they're, right they're, I mean if right, someone yeah. they, they give you a gift but they they feel like they you owe them now right. you, they bought something yeah, it's not really you. a gift yeah. yeah and so when I think about these people that God calls wicked because clearly God said they're not interested in him mm-hmm. what God is saying is you're doing this out of a grudging duty and God is like I own everything so I don't need your I don't need your well, gift. you know what that reminds me of today we have people who claim to be Christians but they have total disregard for the Bible and for yeah. what God teaches. And because well, read that again. Yeah, because, because he said, the, you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. Okay, okay, that's it. Because I, the actual Hebrew there means you throw it down behind you. Mm. So like if you've ever seen, and this is not good, but if you've ever seen someone litter and just throw like a wrapper down from something that they've finished and eaten mm-hmm. and, then, and just toss it behind them, the actual Hebrew says they throw it behind them. So these are people that in their mind, God's word is just something that you throw down. It's just a used wrapper. And God is saying, if you're going to treat my word that way, don't bring me a gift. And Why bother says, bringing they're gift? pretending to obey his covenant. Well, they are, and and unfortunately, I mean, we've seen the same thing in our culture mm-hmm. today. We, we, we've met many people that claim to be God followers, and yet it's very clear by their life they have no respect for mm-hmm. God's Word or for God's wishes. But I'll tell you what I do love about that text, because while God is showing us the wrong side of things, He also shows us the right side of things. Mm-hmm. And by the same token, for all of us who do bring gifts, God is not saying... Look, I want you to bring me a gift so I will do something. He is saying, what I want from you is that when you're 
in trouble that you'll call on me well, and then and, you'll give me glory. Right. And, and he said, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God. Yeah. <laughs> All of us could do that, which in contrast what must mean these people who are still being blessed by God are not expressing thankfulness, not honoring God. But, you know, how, who of us couldn't come to God with thankfulness as a sacrifice? Well, you know, I'm 65 years old, and, and I guess all these years of being a Christ follower and a pastor, I've had an opportunity to kind of like pull back a little bit and just look at the Christian life from, a, mm -hmm. from you know, the perspective of somebody who's being older. And the more I look at the Christian life, I almost wonder if the supreme grace sometimes is not gratitude. Mm -hmm. Because to me, there's a clear line that marks the difference between someone who's a winner and a loser in life and it's gratitude. Mm -hmm. When when a person has a grateful heart, I don't know if I can say this the way I feel it. You know, we have a lot of settings in life that we that we need to line up. I mean, our our money setting, our sex setting, our our work setting. I mean, you can just go through the litany of things. There's something about setting the gratitude setting right that all the rest of mm -hmm. it just kind of mm -hmm kind of lines, lines up in the right place. What, what relationship wouldn't be made sweeter if there was, no, I'm not talking about sappy stuff, but yeah. legitimate gratitude. Oh yeah. It's gonna make uh, every relationship a better relationship. And, and you know, God could demand a lot of things from us. Right. But for him to just ask for thankfulness. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a pretty um, doable standard. Well, it clearly is important to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that Jesus is God. And you think about the story where he healed the ten lepers, and and nine of them left and never bothered to say thank you, and mm -hmm. one came back, and you could just tell from Jesus' response how important gratitude is to God. Mm -hmm. And again, he's uh, your your point's exactly right. God's not asking us to give him something. Uh, I mean, I do think if we are grateful, we will bring offerings. God's people have done that since Abel mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. But at the same time, he owns the cattle on 10,000 hills. He's know. not suffering for He's lack not. of our things. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, I just wanted to go one, one more time, one more lap around the pretending thing. Because we do have a whole um, subculture right now of people who want to participate in the church and in Christianity, but they really have no value at all for what God has told them um, about a relationship with him and how we should live our lives. Well, you know, so often Jesus talks about hypocrites. Mm -hmm. And for, in our culture, hypocrites kind of become a bad name to call somebody. We need to understand that when Jesus used the term hypocrite, he wasn't necessarily using it as a pejorative. I mean, clearly he, he, he was finding fault with the people he was talking about. But the word hypocrite in those days meant actors. Mm. You know, yeah. that's so, you know, when, when you read, you know, where Jesus said, you hypocrites, he, he wasn't like calling them a bad name. He was saying, you actors, you know, you play actors. And, and you know, we can, you can act and you can pretend like these people were pretending and we could fool people around us, but how foolish to think we could fool God. Yeah, well, that's true. We can't, God sees our hearts, so we can't fool God and God is the one who matters at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. It's, it's how he sees us and how our relationship is with him that matters. You were reading a text, um, I don't know if it's, I can't remember if it was this morning or yesterday morning, um, but you were talking about how that, oh, I think it was this morning, we, we, there, were, there, was, there were these uh, uh, enemies of Jesus that came and they pretended to be for him, mm -hmm. but they were asking trying, questions and trying, trying to, to trap set a trap. Yeah. And you could just almost read the frustration in Jesus' words when he was saying, why are you trying to do this? Because mm -hmm. he knew clearly what they were thinking. Yeah, he knows ahead of time. Yeah. So, I, you know, um, 
if you're if you're if you're in a relationship with the Lord, there should be great comfort in knowing that He knows our thoughts. Yeah. Um, but if you're trying to pull the wool over His eyes, I wouldn't give that. I wouldn't even go there. Do you know? For, and then again, you know, I know or know as when the audience wouldn't be in that category anyway. Maybe it does help us understand some people or not. But the beauty for us today is that God can be pleased. Absolutely. I mean, he's not asking for the unreasonable. He's, right. just, he's asking that we show gratitude. And then I love that. You know how I love that psalm where the Lord says, call on me when you're in trouble and I will answer oh, you. Me. And then you will give me glory. And that's right that's after having the attitude of gratitude. Exactly. You know, bringing exactly. a sacrifice of thankfulness. So so I hope that encourages you today. And I hope today for uh, you will be a thankful day, a day of, of gratitude. And uh, for one thing, you know what? If I have a day where I'm grateful, it just lifts my spirits as well. Thank you. You just made me think mm -hmm. about something. I read a book several years ago. This is not written necessarily. I mean, I don't know if this man was a Christian or not a Christian. I just know he's a professor at Harvard. And he started a class on positive psychology. And I'll try to say this real quick because I know I take too much time on Noah's window sometimes. But, but what's interesting was he, st he started studying positive psychology. And what that means is most people that uh, present their symptoms to a psychologist they have a problem mm -hmm. and so consequently psychology is often studied from a disorder perspective but positive psychology studied people who are happy and why are they happy and so he started a course at Harvard it wasn't even a for credit course he wondered if anybody would show up and it was like that class has been full ever since and you can only get into it but I remember his book that he wrote on it his name is Sean Acor uh, if I remember right, and he said that one of the ways that you can be psych psychologically healthier is, and he, he, he even encouraged people to write thank you notes to like three mm -hmm. people every day, mm -hmm. you know, who, people who've been good. So yeah, gratitude actually has a very powerful, uh, very powerful adjustment in our psyche. Mm. So I hope, that, I hope that we'll all have a spirit of thankfulness today. Could you lead us in prayer? I will. Today? Father, we are thankful today. Uh, how could we not be? Because you are so good. You give us life and breath. And not only that, as your word says, you give us so many good things. We recognize that as the word of God says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. And so we give you praise and glory for that. Lord, I do pray for those who are in trouble. You have invited us to call on you when we're in trouble and that you will hear our prayer. And we promise that we will give you glory. And we praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. We'll look forward to seeing you again here tomorrow. See you soon.